stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo again to discuss, of course, the stock market volatility and what you can do to lessen it in your own portfolio. I know this is a kind of an angst-filled time for many of you, and unfortunately, if you were heavily weighted in the technology and the growth stocks, as many of us are, let's be honest, then this is an important lesson to learn about diversification in your investing portfolio. Now, we all mostly own the FANG stocks. Am I right? I think I'm right here. (laughs) I know I do. I don't own all of FANG, but let's see, I own one, two... I own three of the fangs, um, and that's like with the double A fang with Apple and Alphabet in there. Um, And I don't own Netflix, however, but I do own the Facebook. But I know many of you own at least one, maybe all of the fangs, plus you own a whole bunch of other tech stocks and the growth names. They've been fun. They've been outperforming for over a decade now. So it's not surprising that we all own these. So as these stocks have soared, we all felt like, hey, I'm a genius investor. I I don't need any help. I know what I'm doing. And it made sense to be in these stocks because they kept going up, 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 but now they're going the other way all at the same time as well. So it was fun on the way up, not so much fun on the way down. And I know many of you are wondering, uh, what can I do to, um, you know, not feel so bad when we get these kinds of sell-offs and so that my portfolio doesn't take so big a hit. So I thought I would talk a little bit about how you can structure your portfolio so that you can manage the risk going forward because there's no way to go back. There's no way to go back, you know, two or three months ago when the fangs were hitting new highs and telling you, hey, that's about to have a sell-off. You should get out now. But that means you can control a little bit of your future Um, by making some different changes in some of your investing styles and choices. So being diverse doesn't necessarily mean you're going to avoid the downturns completely. But instead of being down 30% on a holding, maybe you're only down 15 or you're down just seven. And you can do other things too. So maybe you're an ETF investor. You could buy a more diverse a portfolio of ETFs than just buying like say the big technology ETFs or many of you are probably heavy, heavily weighted in the large cap ETFs or you're in the growth ETFs and not the value. So I do recommend buying smalls, the mid caps and the large caps and having a bit of international exposure too, even just a broad ETF with international, not saying you have to pick a specific country like, you know, a China ETF or a Brazil ETF. That's a lot more narrow and riskier, but just having the broader base international ETF should be enough to give you a little bit more diversification. And then you should be buying both value and growth ETFs. Again, I know it's been fun to buy the growth and I've looked at the charts and the growth has been easily beating the value. As many of you know who listen to my Value Investor podcast, it's been a little bit uh, demoralizing over the last couple of years being a value investor. But when you get 
pullbacks or sell-offs and the one we're seeing, especially now in the growth area, having some value exposure at least minimizes the pain to some extent. And again, I'm not saying that the value stocks haven't sold off too, but they're probably not pulling back quite as much as the growth. But if you're buying individual stocks and you want to diversify, my advice is to buy companies with sound fundamentals. Now that seems so easy, right? And the FANG has sound fundamentals, right? But you need to diversify outside of the FANGs. So you should be looking at other industries and sectors outside of FANGs and look for the things you did look for in the FANGs, the growing earnings and companies that are at the top of their industries. So there's no guarantee, as I said, that these stocks won't also see a sell-off in volatile markets. And you'll see in a minute when I go through the stocks that some of them have had a pull-off or a pullback in just the last week too. But you will own more than just those fangs. And this sell-off only reaffirms that investors need to think beyond the tech and social media giants. Yes, I know I'm saying it here, but you need to own more than just those, even though those are fun. Now, I remember looking at uh, one of the investing apps and it's one of the ones where um, you can join really cheaply and it gives you like a basket of different stocks you can invest in. I can't remember the name of the one now that I was looking at, but they have like the most popular stocks. So you can't just buy any stocks on it and that's why it's so cheap, but they have the names that most of you probably would have been interested in before the sell-off at least. So the Fang was in there, all the fun glamour stocks were in there, like the Teslas and um, Weight Watchers and names like that were all a lot of the consumer names that we all know were in there. And that's a little bit of the danger too, that these apps are funneling you into these this very narrow group of stocks that they think, or because they are the most popular stocks, doesn't mean that they're going to provide you diversification when there's a sell-off like this. So be careful of that too. And I'm not advocating that you abandon the big cap tech and social media names because I haven't abandoned them. I'm not selling my positions. I'm looking for a time when I could add more possibly, but um, I haven't abandoned them, but I do own other stocks other than just the fangs or technology. So if you diversify, I think you'll sleep a little bit better at night when we do get these kinds of sell-offs, or at least you won't be looking at what the market is doing and getting getting that sickening feeling. I know many of you might be getting it this week, but you get kind of that like uh, feeling when you see the big positions in your portfolio selling off. So how do you find companies with solid fundamentals that um, you know are are doing well right now that are in um, more diverse sectors or industries. Well, you can screen for these things. It's a little more complex screen, but it is doable to screen for them. So I screened for it using the Zach's rank and the style scores. And then I combined some other fundamentals in there to get an interesting group of stocks here. So I started with the Zach's rank and a lot of times on the screens, I'll screen for number ones, which are the strong buys and number twos, which are the buys. But this time, because of the volatility and because I'm looking for the best 
companies right now, I screened only for the number ones. Now, remember the number ones, there's only about 220 or so of those out of the 4,400 stocks that Zaxx does rank and that we cover here. So it's a real narrow group, but it's the best of the group because those estimates are on the rise with the Zaxx number one ranks. So we're getting the really strong earnings revisions with those stocks. Then I wanted some momentum. I wanted them to have a momentum style score of A, which means something else good is going on there, even though the rest of the market might not be all that great. So I, I chose the A's. Then I wanted a high-ranked industry. So that includes the top 50% of the Zacks ranked industries, which is, I think, a little bit over 130 industries, I think, was in there. So that means I'm probably not getting the semiconductors, although I didn't look to see what their rank is because we do rank the industries here at Zacks. But I'm assuming giving all the estimates cuts over there and the um, guidance, uh, you know, declining guidance and all of that in the semiconductors that they're not in the top 50% of the Zacks ranked industries. So, but this should give us some... Um, industries that are a little bit different than the technology. And then I wanted it to be outperforming the market, which is probably not so hard to do right now since the overall market's not doing that great. But because a lot of uh, the boats have been on the downward slope here, um, it's maybe not as easy as you think to be outperforming right now. And I also wanted to eliminate the micro caps. So I looked for average 20 day volume above 100,000 just to make sure that someone was trading in these companies. And then when I ran this screen, I got 23 stocks. So, but remember, it's going to automatically be 220 or so because of the Zach's number one rank. And then all the other criteria are going to narrow it further. So this was never designed to be a huge screen where I'm going to get a couple hundred stacks. But I got 23, which is much more manageable. And uh, this had some interesting stocks on the screen. Remember, they're all Zach's number ones. So I like that. And a couple of them are in my favorite industry right now. I thought about doing a podcast solely on this industry. I think I still will, probably in 2019. But it's kind of a secret because it's been down on its luck for so long. Most people on the street have turned away and not caring what's going on with it. But some of us are starting to take another look. So let's jump right into the stocks. So I brought you five stocks out of the 23 that are in um, kind of interesting industries if you want to diversify a little bit away from the fangs. Okay, number one is in my favorite industry. So it is CF Industries, ticker is CF. Those of you who've been listening to the Value Investor Podcast and those episodes I have on is it a value or is it a value trap will remember CF Industries from at least a year ago. I think that was when I did it on, on the agriculture stocks because CF Industries is a fertilizer. It's one of the largest fertilizer companies. And it was always the value trap because those earnings estimates were just getting cut, cut, cut as fertilizer prices crashed into the floor, basically, uh, much like the oil prices declined and that cut all those estimates. Similar happened with fertilizers. And so it's very dark times over the last, I would say, two years 
in this industry. The people were laid off. Production was curtailed. Um, there was some consolidation. And they managed to survive because it's a cyclical and this is what happens. But now uh, fertilizer prices are really on the move. They're really moving up because demand is strong. There's not that much supply. That's what you want. And um, that's impacting earnings in a big way with these companies. So CF Industries, they lost 25 cents in 2017. That's when the struggle was still going on. But now the estimates are still on the move, even though they've already reported. So 2018 expected to make $1.53. So they went from losing 25 cents to $1.53. 2019 next year, $2.52. That's a gain of 64%. Uh, so that's big jump. They pay a dividend, 2.6% yield. The dividends on these companies tend to rise when the conditions are good. They will raise it. A lot of them cut it when the times were really dark recently. But CF is still paying theirs. They're trading it 29 times. That's not strange because the PE will lag what's actually happening with the earnings here. But one estimate actually was revised higher in just the last week for this company because the analysts are still still getting further bullish. Now, what's the stock doing? It's been down 6% over the last five sessions because the volatility in the overall market is still impacting it. And it's down 10% in the last month, but still up big for the year. And the 10% over the last month is a buying opportunity in this stock. So need to be looking in the fertilizers. CF is one to keep on the list. The second one you should also be watching is Mosaic. That ticker is MOS, also in fertilizers. Now, over the last five days, this one was down 4.1%, but it's holding up a little bit better. Over the last month, it's still up five. So you can see if you're thinking like, oh, what is my fang doing in that time? And you can see Mosaic is pretty much not acting like the fangs. Not not at all, really. But look at those earnings. So 2018 expected to make $1.87 this year. 2019, $2.34. So that's 25% earnings growth there. And it's up uh, earnings growth of 71% this year versus last, last year as well. And this estimate is also rising in the last week. It's probably the same analyst. I didn't take a look uh, closer, but I'm sure it's the same analyst who's decided hey, things are even better in the industry than we think, and I'm raising for these two big fertilizer companies. Now, you do get a little bit of dividend. It's yielding 0.3%, but like I said, a lot of the fertilizers cut the dividends um, into the dark times, and that will only rise as or if things continue to maintain this kind of strength, which the industry believes it will. So fertilizers, an interesting area to be going into and to take a look at right here. Okay, now switching out of that area into, um, I guess you can call it tech, people would, but it's really kind of retail basically. And it's Etsy, E-T-S-Y is the ticker. And they reported earnings already. They crushed it again. They have new management that was put in only last year. They've really turned it around. This is the online market place for artists and creatives. A lot of people thought a year ago that Amazon was going to doom them with, with its own uh, kind of creative marketplace, but that has not happened. 
And Etsy should see a really strong holiday season going forward. They had a real good one last year where they ran some nice promotions and um, started doing the free shipping and things like that. And this year should be even better because it's the same management team. They know what worked last year and they're going to be ready for this year um, again. So they made 38 cents a year ago expected to make 60 cents this year. That's a gain of 57% and then 83 cents in 2019. That's another 39%. This is one of the ones that is a little more volatile because it's trading at 76 times. It is a growth stock and it is getting hit a little bit here amongst all the other growth stocks. So the five days, it's down almost 9% in that five days. So you're going to have to have a stronger stomach to hold this one. But over the last month, because that good earnings report, it's still up 25%. So good earnings report is holding it up there. If it pulls off some more as the growth stocks pull back, then I like it even more. But it's kind of still techie related. And so if you are addicted to your technology type of stocks, this might be one that will offer you a little more diversification than some of the others you already own. So Etsy, E-T-S-Y. And then staying on the retail side, um, I'm going with Lululemon here. Lulu is the ticker, L-U-L-U. And the brand is back. That's all I have to say. They should have a really good holiday season as well. Canada Goose, which I kind of put in the same category. It's like luxury clothing wear. They just blew out and had great results. And so I feel like Lulu will as well. They also have their own kind of winter jacket competition going on with Canada Goose there too. I'm expecting that to do well with this cold blast that we've already had on the eastern part of the country. And um, that's already still to come for Black Friday. So it's not cheap. It's also a gross stock, but... Um, it made 259 last year, expect to make 358 in 2018. That's a gain of 38%. And 423 next year, that's a gain of 18%. They haven't reported earnings yet. They're coming on December 5th or thereabouts. So we're going to get more details that could change the 2019 estimates, hopefully to the higher side. Over the last five days, okay, this one has been volatile, down 13%. So yes. I know you're thinking, but Tracy, you're supposed to bring us diversification and less volatility, but this is a growth name too. And so people are abandoning the growth names at the moment, down 13% over the last month. However, it's up now just 0.1, but it is basically flat over the last month. That's not so bad given the sell-off and a lot of the other uh, kind of glamour names, but Lulu is one if it, you know, you see even a bigger pullback here. This is a name you might want to consider adding to your shortlist here. And then our fifth stock is on the healthcare side. Now this is going to switch over to a value stock. Uh, so there's not much earnings growth. This is Bausch Health. You might not have heard of it. Ticker is BHC because it's formerly known as Valiant. Yes, we we know of them. <laughs> so they still survived. They are now Bausch Health. Yes, the Bausch contact lenses, they own that business, but they're cheap and they've stabilized. And if you're looking for something, again, outside of tech into the healthcare area, this is one you might want to keep on the list. This is Zach's number one rank. Okay, so they made 383 in 2017. Expect to make 382 in 2018. <laughs> so basically flat. And then 386 in 2019 so far. That's up only 
But outside of the earnings, you're getting it so cheap that um, it could be an interesting play here. So the PE is just six, six times earnings to get those earnings. And that's an interesting play here. Shares have been pretty volatile. I used to own it in the insider trader because some of the insiders have been buying these on the sell-offs. So over the last five days, it's down 14% now. So again, you're not getting super stable with this, but over the last month, it's only down seven. So just recent sell-off has been worse. Last month down just seven. That's better than what we've seen in the big fangs. So this is a way to get some healthcare in there. Again, little more volatile, but you are getting some diversity back into your portfolio. And that's the name of the game to get these Zach's number one ranks, the high ranked industries, and um, it's outperforming the overall market right now, which is it is happening with all of these, even if on some of these with the five-day sell-offs being a little more extreme. But um, some not as bad as others, as I mentioned. And again, there were 23 names in this list. So you too can run these screens on Zax.com, um, especially if you are a premium over there and you can see the Zax rank and get those screens using the rank. That makes it a lot easier, obviously. But let's go over what the stocks were again. So we had a couple fertilizers. We had CF Industries, CF, Mosaic, MOS. I definitely recommend looking into the fertilizers or just agriculture, but definitely the fertilizers because it's an under untold story hidden gems over there going on. And I now own Mosaic in the value investor portfolio. We bought it over there a little while ago. So um, interesting area. Then we have Etsy, which is on the, the glamour side name, but is holding up pretty well here. And that's E-T-S-Y. We had Lulu, L-U-L-U, and that's also growth, but um, the higher priced apparel should be great this holiday season. Then we had Bausch Health, BHC. That is um, the value play among all of these names with the P of just six. So did I mention the fertilizer tickers, CF and MOS in case I <laughs> had a mind freeze and didn't mention them while I was gabbing on about how great they are. So uh, lots going on and I'll be bringing you more stock ideas over the next couple of weeks. I have a couple of good guests lined up over the next couple of weeks. Just the holidays threw me into some uh, chaos on the guest list, but we're going to have our end of the year shows, which are always really good to tune into here about what you should be looking for for 2019. I'm betting that some of the fertilizers might be an area you might want to look into for 2019. But what else will be on there? We'll be talking about it all here and uh, we'll bring, be bringing you all the stock ideas. So be sure to tune in, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I know a lot of you already are. And we're on Spotify and SoundCloud, but get us somewhere. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. <laughs>